Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Homo Sapiens. This is a little bonus episode for you, coming to your ears on a Monday of all days. How's your week going so far? Mine's going okay, if I'm honest. I appear to be getting over my jet lag, if you remember last week it was quite intense, and I'm rising at sort of a reasonable 6am, which I think is the sort of person I thought I'd always be, you know? But it's lovely and sunny here, which is really nice, because you get warm skin warm skin, warm sun on your skin of a morning. There's a little coffee shop on the corner, which I love. You sort of wander over there and you feel like, I don't know, you feel like you're sort of living your best life, uh, as they say. Also, I'm in Los Angeles, right? Here's the thing. In Los Angeles, it is crazy. You can get anything delivered to your door, whenever, wherever. There seems to be about a million apps where people will just go and get things. There's an app where people will go to the supermarket for you and then drop it around at your house and they'll talk to you on on the phone. America is a fascinating place, is it not? Anyway, so that's uh, my news. Oh my God, and I saw a hummingbird. I didn't realise they, I don't know what I thought. I, I, I think I knew they were real, but I don't know. I think I thought they were much smaller. Anyway, there's hummingbirds here. So there was one of those uh, hummingbird in the tree, like whizzing around, looking at things, eating bits and bobs. I don't know. What do they do? Are they looking for nectar? Anyway, absolutely beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, let me tell you a bit about today's episode. Ban Gay Conversion Therapy is an incredible campaign founded by Harry Hitchens and his partner in crime, Matt. They are coming to talk to us today to talk about the genesis of how it got started, you know, the incredible uptake they had from the moment they launched the campaign. They're at Ban Conversion Therapy on Instagram. They basically got this letter that they presented to the government, which people like Dua Lipa, Mumro Bergdorf, Charlie XCX, Elton John, they all signed it. What they've been doing is an incredible thing to get conversion therapy banned. I spoke to them about two weeks ago, just before the current ludicrous government changed the ruling so that it wouldn't include trans people, which is a regressive and backward step that people have taken to the streets about, which is excellent. We are all going to be working very hard to try and get them to reverse that idea. So so we spoke before that. So actually, that element of it doesn't come up in the conversation. But hearing about the genesis of this campaign is a fascinating story about just grassroots activism and proof of what we can get done if we all band together. An amazing, inspiring story. So I really hope you enjoy it. And then go follow Band Conversion Therapy on Instagram. Let's get behind it. Let's get trans people back included. As this campaign has proven by these two founders, we can make a difference. And always remember, please, uh, if you want to write to us, hello at homosapienspodcast.com at Homo Sapiens on Instagram. We're on Facebook. I'm sure you can find us there too. Get in touch with us there if you feel like it. You know, whatever feels good for you. Here's Harry and Matt. Well done on this campaign that you two started. I think it's an amazing 
thing and it has caught so much tension and I think I think the way you did it was really beautiful it was very eye-catching and felt very considered how did it start in the first place I'm happy it felt considered Matt are you (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was definitely considered Uh, definitely um (laughs) we (laughs) we we kind of uh I, I think it was when was it? It's like 2020, July 2020. Uh, it's funny to think about how long ago it was, considering how quickly we thought we'd succeed uh, <laughs> in, in the first instance. But it was kind of, I kind of realised that this was going on in the UK. And I, I realised it through kind of finding this Instagram account that was run by some people who offer conversion therapy, you know, so-called conversion therapy. I was very upset about this. So I posted about mm. it on Instagram classic social media crusader and it just completely blew up right thousands and thousands and thousands of people seeing on instagram just a very humble post with me going you know fuck this and i started just getting crazy amounts of hate which was when matt kind of jumped in the comments and was being amazing and supportive of that and then i think matt you were like we could do more than this Mm -hmm. and that's when it kind of like started um, oh. and uh, we decided to think about what we could do, you know, to help out. So, Matt, had you just seen the post and decided to comment when you saw the hate? Yeah, like, so Harry and I, were, we knew each other before, and, yeah, I guess I'd been aware of conversion therapy and seeing, well, there was there was two things which had happened. One was that you actually got lots of sh- people positively sharing it as well. Mm. There were, like... Something like seventy thousand. I think Timothy Shambley, yeah, even was one of them. Shared, shared Harry's post, wow. but then there was all these like, you know, clearly sixteen-year-olds who didn't have a clue who were playing the sort of philosophical, you know, uh, argue. Let's argue this out, right? Yeah, I didn't want Harry to be feeling like he was alone in tackling these comments mm. and just tried to have an open dialogue about Those it. were the people that were the, really the worst, actually. It was the people who weren't even, or they were right-wing potentially, but they weren't even particularly religious or or they weren't even people who were offering conversion therapy or who were vehemently in support of it. They were just people who doubted that this was a bad thing. It was like, hmm, well, actually, right. if you think about it, like, you know, is it really bad if someone wants to stop being gay or, you know, whatever... You know, there's obvious answers to why that's so wrong, but they kind of were pe- playing devil's advocate with kind of medically proven identity and affirmative, uh, you know, responses. You know, and and that was the wow. really shocking. Even if they are 16 from some remote part of America, it was kind of like, well, that just feels like an imminent threat to my own safety you know essentially um mm-hmm. so it was just that was just really shocking for us yeah and a big lack of empathy in that you know mm-hmm. to try and go oh well why don't we take this for a spin around the park rather than hello you said timothy chamelay for a second there so let's just go a little deeper on that so what <laughs> my mate tim <laughs> yeah surprised you didn't drop matt like a hot stone when timothy got involved <laughs> what um uh what was his involvement is his involvement ongoing no, he's he's not involved. I mean, there's a few celebrities who kind of uh, posted about it and then decided that. I mean, there was one one in particular that I was really gutted by, who I won't name. Who um, I've realised, Matt, it's because of the Marvel, like you know, con- this person like suddenly signed up for this kind of big franchise. 
so I think it became quite difficult for them to like take a public position, which I think is bullshit, but mm. fair enough. Lots and lots of people offering their support. Um, and we thought, okay, we, I already have a network of people who have influence anyway. So how could we potentially like utilize that network of people and kind of their mates to, to create more of a noise about this? Cause there were campaigners in this space. We were both aware of them. Um, and we you know, eventually started working very closely together. Um, but what those campaigners hadn't nailed yet was that public, you know, engagement. It just wasn't there in the way that it needed to be to get it into mm. number 10 or get it on the agenda for something that was going to happen yeah. uh, soon. You know, you know, you saw it online. How, tell me a bit more about that. How did that come about? Were you like subject to like a targeted ad or something? I think I was. I, th- I, I mean, I'm, I'm losing my memory now already, but I, I feel like it probably was a targeted ad. I mean, Matt, you'd experienced it kind of almost firsthand, really, haven't you? I mean, it was it something, I can't remember if it was something you were offered or whether that was kind of an implied offer, wasn't it? So basically, Harry had come across this organisation called Core Issues Trust, who are based in Northern Ireland, actually, and have become the poster boy for uh, conversion therapy and um, just very problematic per- person, really. Like, I worry about him often because I don't think he's in a great place but um it was it was it was this organization that we came across but my own kind of the reason I guess why I felt so strongly about then supporting Harry and then getting involved is well I was a missionary before I came out actually well whilst whilst I came out I was a missionary Mm -hmm. uh, on a ship and uh, they when when I came out it was pretty public and accidental and traumatic and they offered me conversion therapy obviously they don't ever and they're they don't think of conversion therapy that that's not they're not running around saying we want to convert you they don't this isn't the language that they use but they wanted me to you know publicly repent go through counseling they talked about you know they they told me stories about a gay man and a lesbian who had got married and had children and god had like brought them together and this could be the same this could be the future for me so it was very the the the, um, the path they wanted me to go down was very obvious. Mm. Um, and then fast forward now, if this was four or five years later, I I had actually just reached the point where I was ready to kind of tackle it or fight back in a way and actually use my experience and my platform and my just my voice to try and change things. Mm. So I think Harry and I realized that the support that the not there was obviously a lot of negativity but the support and the the shock that people expressed when Harry shone a light on this one organization we realized that was the tip of the iceberg and that we could easily get like people just needed to be aware mm. they just needed to know it really is the tip of the iceberg isn't it because because Horace's trust have kind of become the poster boy organization for it but it's kind of frustrating that they have isn't it Matt because it's there's it's so much more subtle I mean, so they alone are quite subtle with how they talk about what conversion therapy is. That it's kind of very, it's deliberately casual. It's deliberately uh, kind of surrounded around care giving rather than what it is, which is essentially what you know a human rights commission has called torture. Um, but the reality is that actually it's happening in far more veiled senses in you know mostly religious circles. Um, you know, I think I think the only reason chorus is trust was so public about it is because they're white and Christian, right? Other religions don't mm-hmm. uh, have 
the privilege, if you could call it that, to be so open about their homophobia and transphobia. But, you know, we realized, okay, this is happening so blatantly on Instagram. I think our first thing was like, okay, let's get it banned from Instagram. Let's get them banned from Instagram. Um, and we successfully got them, got Instagram and, and social media networks around the world to ban advertising and promotion of any of this. I think they're still on social media, but they're not allowed to promote it at least. Um, but that felt like such a small win in comparison to what we could then go and try and achieve, which was to, you know, bring a legislative ban. Yes. And it's important to, to note that it's covert, isn't it? Like, it's not like it comes into your life as announces itself like it's part of other systems and i think that's what's quite chilling yeah and and also it's there's almost like a cultural conversion therapy which happens you know which i felt which i really feel like i was um exposed to and like if you grow up in a context that says it's wrong to be gay and someone offers to help pray that away then of course you're gonna you're going to try and do whatever you can. Mm. And what happens is that you keep trying, you keep trying and secretly inside, you know, it's not working. Mm. And then, Mm. and this is the problem because then like the, the shame it's because I think I always say it's the shame that kills people. It's, it's the shame that leads people to, unfortunately, like many people do try to, to take their own life Mm. because they see no other option because, well, they're being forced to choose between accepting and loving themselves or, and if they do that, then they have to lose a community and have to walk away from, you know, a support network, mm. which I think for many people is just an impossible decision. Mm. Matt, when you were offered it, how did you feel? Did you feel like you it was something you considered? And what did it make you feel? Mm. Uh, when I was offered it, I had, thankfully, I had, you know, I had this certainty about who I was. I said no, but I had to leave. Mm-hmm. There was no, I had no other choice, you know. So I said no, and two days later, I was on a flight back to the UK, and I haven't looked back. Mm. Looked back, and actually, like I always think of it as like a big shutter that just this big shutter came down, and the life that was before mm-hmm. that finished, and I started again. I started over, which is a it's a rare thing, isn't it? Like to have that conviction in yourself. I mean, it's a, it's a huge amount of bravery um, to do that, which is why we're kind of pushing so hard uh, for a proper. Um, formal ban and there's a lot of talk about people consenting to it well actually can you consent to something that um, Mm. without it you would you would lose your entire family and friendship group and support network is that really consenting or is that kind of a complete manipulation probably Mm. the latter yeah and it's it's really hard because I I can't in terms of discrimination like I can't think of another group who may lose so many aspects of their life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like to accept yourself something so intrinsic to lose your social circle your friends your family potentially even your career mm. I, we are focusing on religion unfortunately that plays a huge part it is worth saying it's not the only place mm-hmm. that it you know happens but um it's so all-consuming mm. like it's and that leaves a huge uh, a huge space to fill mm. as well and like yeah it's just really complicated yeah because religion often gets it in the neck and it, you were saying you were a missionary on a boat and just tell me a bit more about that and is was it people involved in that world who tried to offer you it or was is these separate people yeah yeah so i i grew up uh, presbyterian but the mission i joined was 
non-denominational. So it was very like evangelical, charismatic, but they had, you know, people from all over the world. There were like, there were 400 people on board from about 60 different nations. And so they tr- we'd travel around on the ship and they'd stop in port cities and they'd do good works, you know, they'd donate loads of books and all that, but then they'd also preach the gospel and try to like save, save people mm-hmm. as their language. Um, and so, yeah, it was definitely that it was through the ministry of the ship uh, that they wanted to, yeah, it was just their, it's again, it, like they don't, not, none of this kind of comes about in a sort of a very um, deliberate way. Mm. They were responding. They were just responding in their way to this whole, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, problem that I was presenting with them and their, their solution or, and it's just how they, how they see the world, right? Mm-hmm. Being gay is a sin and God, God can change you. Mm-hmm. So have you left that now because you've come out? Uh, is it because I've come out? I mean, I have definitely left it all behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. I mean, I th- yeah, I, that's a good question. I think the easy answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suspect, I suspect um, it would have happened anyway. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And when we're talking about it being covert, would you just do me a kind of an idiot's guide to what actually is conversion therapy? Because I know, Harry, one of the things yeah. you said is like, let's stop calling it conversion therapy. Let, it's homophobic violence and often child abuse. You know, yeah. when, when people are thinking about religious, non-religious, like how might people see it entering their lives? It's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the first error is calling it therapy at all, right? Because it, it's, it's, mm. it sounds so medical when actually it's really not. Um most of the time, in this country at least, it's it's kind of counselling sessions or talk therapy, essentially mm-hmm. um, guided sessions by sometimes accredited counsellors, but the board the board of these of these uh, accreditations denies that that happens, um, and they essentially guide you uh, using essentially methods of shame and manipulative uh, talk therapies to believe that being gay is not something you can you know uh, sorry homosexuality is something that cannot even be a reality in your head that actually um you're going to abstain from involving yourself in these desires and you're going to become a quote better person uh, in in the eyes of god or even not you know i think i think pretty sure chorus's trust uh try to stay away from kind of the 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 sinful stuff and actually kind of go for a quote-unquote more medical route where they're kind of trying to, um, you know, practically dispel. But I mean, conversion therapy happens in so many ways, but the definition we came up with as an organization was that 
it's anything that is involved, anything that involves suppressing your true sexual or gender identity. And so that can be talk therapy in other countries. Um, there are many people who get sent away from this country to countries of their parents' origin or whatever, um, where things can be bad as kind of using corrective rape to, to you know, again, so-called corrective rape. There can be kind of prayer sessions, that are, it's very intense prayer sessions where people surround the, um, the person and, and essentially pray for them. And that can be almost like, you know, take the form of you know, some kind of weird exorcism. I mean, these are all quite extreme forms of it, but perhaps the most, I kind of think, insidious way it happens is just a genuine, often young homosexual person will... Uh, want to change because they feel ashamed and they will go naively to the leaders who um, they trust to help them with that and then you know they'll be manipulated into believing they can change and so there are lots of these people who who are campaign in favor of conversion therapy who are who are ex-gay right there's an ex the huge ex-gay community or bigger than you'd think not i wouldn't say huge um of people mm. who claim to be, you know, uh, previously gay, um, which mm. is something that obviously any any um, sensible medical professional would claim to be far fetched. At least, I mean, we we had a lot of backing from from uh, multiple sources, um, whether it's the British Medical Journal or the Royal College of Pediatrics, who you know, they state the obvious and saying that there's not much point in trying to change this guy's <laughs> much better <laughs> off trying to affirm because some, I think it's 70% of conversion therapy survivors have attempted to take their own life as a result of going through those therapies. Is that right, Matt? Is that, I think that's right, isn't it? Just an insanely high number. Yeah. Um, so something's yeah. not right, yeah? Yeah, seriously shocking numbers. And so tell me about the government consultation and where you're at. And I know that Stonewall are now involved, is that right? But just tell me a little bit about where we're at what can we do to help? So, quick recap. We decided we would create a sort of public-facing campaign. And we started by write, writing an open letter to the government and getting it signed by as many influential people as possible. And uh, Tim- activists... Timothy Shamalay. <laughs> Not Timothy Shamalay, unfortunately. No. We got Elton. You know, we got like a few big hitters. Julipa was Listen. involved. Yeah. They'll do. <laughs> which was amazing. Like we threw that together in, I think, 10 days. We got basically every single LGBT charity in the UK to support the campaign. We got, you know, every newspaper, every broadcaster ran a story on it. Um, So we, like our objective was to get this into the mainstream, get people talking about it. And the government had already previously banned or uh, vowed to ban conversion therapy. And it had come up to, it was almost two years since they Mm. had, it was uh, Theresa May. And nothing had happened. So we were really putting the pressure on. So this really helped. Mm. We got that conversation going, got into the public realm, um, you know, started that big, like, you know, online activism is important. This is where people spend a lot of time. So getting people to share stories and their mm. own experiences was a big thing, which then that led us to the government, again, committing to ban conversion therapy and yes. we got that announced in the Queen's speech. Just amazing. Which was pretty cool. And then came along this consultation, which there was, you know, some, 
yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I think it's important definitely to get, you know, real, I think as many people's thoughts and especially those who've gone through it and medical professionals to be able to share and say why this is clearly a really bad thing and to share uh, how it's impacted them and their lives. So that's happened. But at the same time, then it's been, it will open the, as we saw with the Gender Recognition Act, like it opened up, it can, it will open up and it did open up the gates for people who disagree, who think that you should be able to change to share their um, mm. opinion on it. Uh, so the consultation has closed and we're expecting to hear something like a, basically a summary or the, the report from that anytime in spring. But uh, everything has been delayed by months already. So um, we'll see. But uh, there is some positives. I think from our perspective, we had a few areas of concern, which was, would it uh, would the mm. ban cover trans people? In that, would it protect trans people? And would it, attract, would it protect uh, trans people um, accessing yeah. legitimate support? So... The, there was a concern that perhaps a ban on conversion therapy might actually be used as a weapon to prevent trans people from actually seeking proper legitimate healthcare. Um, mm. Yeah, which is a big one. And we've had we've had several now several times it's, we've been told that it will definitely cover right. and protect trans people. The other mm -hmm. one was around consent. So, like, can someone actually consent to conversion therapy? Like, human rights law is clear right. that you cannot consent to torture. But, but, um, yeah, but that's also it's it's now something that we're like, uh, it it seems there's, there's a huge amount of influence on uh, the current government by evangelical or right wing religious people. They have a huge influence over number ten at the moment. Well, our main concern, I think, is that uh, they'll give in to that influence. And they'll create a loophole for religious teachings, mm. which essentially would just make it a flimsy, yeah. useless ban. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, Matt, you're an optimist and you're very positive about it. I mean, I, um, you know, to give you a, a, a Liz, Liz Truss is, is the Minister for Equalities currently. Mike Free is also, I mean, I, I, I consider him a much better friend than Liz Truss is, but Mike Free is also there. Mm. Uh, but Liz Truss, you know, she's quoted to have recently said, I mean, you had Ben Hunt on the other day, didn't you, who who did mm. a great piece and, and Liz Truss quoted to say that um, she didn't like the, the GR, DRA reform because it went too far to protect trans children. Um, mm. And when you have quotes mm. like that popping up from the minister who's in charge of equalities or even Kemi Bardenock, who isn't, who's been kind of shafted away after her, her comments um, on trans people. And this is, this mm. is a black woman who condemns BLM publicly mm. and publicly in parliament mm. um you know when you have those people who heading up the government equalities office um yeah. uh, i don't know I, I i feel um a sense of optimism in that the campaign's going really well but we still have so much to do in way of ensuring a detailed comprehensive ban actually comes in you know it's it's yeah. it's quite scary mm. to be honest yeah and for me from my perspective like my biggest fear is that there will be this exemption for religious people, religious organizations to continue to offer uh, like conversion therapy um, 
and any any and it is it's not easy like i appreciate it's not easy mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's also not that hard and uh, like if if a minister wants to meet with a young gay or trans person and pray with them to find comfort in who they are please that is wonderful that's great let's do that but if they're meeting with them to try and convince them to change or to suppress who they are then that is like that is really harmful and i don't think until you find yourself in like you know i think anyone who's gay or trans knows what it feels like to hide who you are and knows the relief that comes when you finally accept it and there's this huge weight that's lifted off your shoulders and imagine but i think um they just they just can't fathom it they just can't fathom it mm. and it's just really it's really concerning well when i listen to you you know so so often people say oh we stand on the shoulders of the giants and you know it's such a a quote that is said by queer people and the people who fought for rights before and it reminds you not just that they got the rights but wow what a journey to get any rights you know the fight required and without without you two and all the other people who are working so hard on this project you know we wouldn't we wouldn't even be as close as we are so you know a massive a massive thank you because it's like you're saying it's 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 shame and and suicide and these are huge things that we've really got to do what we can to battle what can people listening do to help in any way shape or form is there anything we can do that um is additive at this moment what do you i mean i right right now there's not many there's not many action points but i i would say just um do your best to to learn about what's going on um we've got tons of uh, posts on on the actual band conversion therapy Instagram that has loads of educational uh, points, um, and I think mm. in particular, the, I think the most important thing I try and spread is exactly what we're asking for. Um, that's mm. that's very clearly posted on there, and it's it should be still on the website. You know, if you can educate educate yourself with that, eventually when this consultation gets released, eventually when a band starts to come into action, if as many people as possible are educated on what we need from a band then yeah. we have a higher chance of securing a, a comprehensive one. So go and find at Bang Conversion Therapy or One Word on Instagram. Follow it, share it, educate yourself and others. Matt, I've got a slightly soppier answer. I think, please, like, we, our example as people on this earth is the one of the greatest things that we can leave and just continue into, like, just shine our little gay lights and be happy or not like whatever you are but just to mm-hmm. just to live your truth when i was growing up i didn't know a single gay person had i had more of a someone to look up to or someone to see it's okay to be gay like thankfully we're in a time where every other person on netflix is gay which is great <laughs> which is absolutely great but i think like being role models you know don't try and change the world try and change your world right being little gay role models in our tiny little circle of um, influence, circle of influence, yeah, I think is the best thing we can do. What a lovely pair of boys they are. Uh, love those two and just really appreciate the pair of you coming on the show and it is a lovely story. So tell us what you think, everybody. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com, at homosapiens on Instagram go give us a review tell your mother about us or any other member of your family do whatever feels good for you and we'll be back with updates on the trans exclusion in the coming weeks which will be great to keep updated thank you so much for listening okay bye
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Powered by Spirit Studios.